0: Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Mimosas with Moms podcast. I'm your host, Abby Williams. Today, I'm welcoming on Sonnet and Veronica. They are the hosts of the Not Your Mothers podcast, and they are the founders of Raising Children You Like. They are two friends who became mamas together and kept asking questions along their motherhood journey. Why isn't anybody talking about this? I think we can all kind of chuckle and agree. Why is nobody talking about some of these things? So, they started the Not Your Mothers podcast to bring experts on to share tips and solutions around the unsaids in motherhood. Uh, but they didn't stop there. They needed more. Their children were turning into toddlers and they were finding that they were in need of more support and more answers. So, they partnered with Brianna Kappa from South Bay Mommy and Me. If you follow her over on Instagram, her account is fabulous. Um, and they started an online mindful parenting education system for toddler parents. And that's where their Instagram, um, finding children you like, has really come into play. So they created a four-part four, four part online system uh, where they take parents through tantrums and understanding your child's unmet, unmet needs. Um, they take you through discipline without yelling, healing your past wounds as a parent so that you don't pass on... Um, your are stuffed, your children, and ultimately how to raise a child with empathy, resilience, and compassion. Parenting is healing because it pushes you up against your limiting beliefs. It challenges you to grow. It fills you with so much love and motiva- motivation to show up and do the work. And we are here for it all. So, I'm so excited to be welcoming them on today. Um, We're talking about some of this mindful parenting, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope that you guys go give Sana and Veronica a follow over at Raising Children You Like, and be sure that you're subscribed to their podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's not your mother's podcast. Um, I'm going to be joining them over on their podcast soon to talk about co-parenting so if you are interested in that, go check that out, Um, and all the links will be in the description of this podcast as well. And if you do enjoy this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. Your support here on the podcast always means the world to me, and I so appreciate you guys being here. So let's get started. Cheers. So welcome, Sonnet and Veronica. I'm so excited that you are here joining me on the Mimosas with Moms podcast. Um, I'm really excited about our conversation today. I think that so many of my listeners are gonna get a lot out of this conversation. And but first, Sonnet, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um I'm Sonnet and I
1: am co-host of Not Your Mother's Podcast. And co-founder of Raising Children You Like. I'm a mom of two. Um, I had a baby in the middle of pandemic, so she's Mm -hmm. just about nine months. And I have a toddler who just turned three who refuses to wear anything but her fairy outfit. I am right there with you. <laughs> Ours is a Christmas
0: dress, so that's oh. really fun. I had to take her to school the other day in the Christmas dress. So I'm like, and I don't know. I know it's almost Valentine's Day. I swear I have things together, but like you picked a battle. <laughs> totally.
1: I have it together. She doesn't.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, and um, I, uh, I'm a singer and a songwriter, um, bef- you know,
0: when I'm not doing all these other things. Which, is that anything to do with your name? No, it's just uh, meant to be. Yeah, Yeah, I love (laughs) that. I love that. Veronica, tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, Well, I'm also the... Co host of Not Your Mother's podcast and the co founder of Raising Children You Like with Sonnet and Brianna, which is the licensed marriage and family therapist that we work with and transformed our lives completely, which we're so excited to talk to you about. But, um, Mm. I also have two children, I have two girls, um, they're 15 months apart and so my motherhood journey started guns blazing like i was 6 yep. months pre- had a 6 month old and then found myself pregnant again and i'm like okay this role is just getting started i better like figure this out because i am a hot hot mess and so um, i had a really hard time transitioning into motherhood because of just real life like my oldest she she'll be 3 she is such a fireball and It's like fire with fire. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you can't fight fire with fire. Like, what do I do? Because I'm usually the fiery one. So I've had to truly understand my triggers, like where I'm coming from, like how, what my role is in the relationship. Because it's very easy to blame other people when they're adults, but when they're children and they're mirroring back your energy, you're like, oh, wow, I am not. I don't have it together, you know? So, um, (laughs) this really has unfolded into, um, this calling of raising children you like and starting not your mother's podcast because, uh, we were seeking answers and just like trying to put the pieces together. Um, because you know, women trans women birth mothers while, when they birth their, you know, their firstborn And so, um, we've just, Sana and I kind of just went like headfirst into all this. And so we're so happy to be
0: here and talk to you about all of it. And I'm so excited, especially because let's like start with some of this reparenting work that you guys are doing and touching on. Um, I think that so many of us become parents and we don't really realize how much baggage we're bringing into this parenthood journey with us. Right. Um, And there's still so many things that aren't being talked about in that Mm -hmm. way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So let's kind of talk about that. What are you guys doing and working on? What does this mean? Um, How can our past follow us into this parenthood journey? Mm -hmm. And how do we navigate it?
1: Yeah, it's such deep work because it's like (laughs) everybody talks about the work of parenthood. And it's like, okay, which work because there's so much <laughs> yeah what does it mean and and i think as you start showing up for your child and you start seeing like okay they're having these big emotions and i need to be a safe space and a container for them to have those big emotions and what's coming up for me like why am i so uncomfortable why am i trying to fix them or why can't i say no to them or all these these different things that we start putting on our child my child needs to change my child needs to change and your child's not changing so there's something within you that has these limiting beliefs or the way that you were raised or the way society has programmed so many of us like just i don't know programs probably like too intense of a word but you yeah. know just <laughs> like the, the the idea that that we're all brought up with these ideas and ideals yeah. and when we hit parenthood we have to really examine what's working what's not and really work through some of those i mean like an example for me is boundary work. Like I'm, I wasn't raised with great boundaries. I don't know what they look like, right? but I need them in order to teach my child how to have them. right? And in order to give her healthy boundaries so that she's like safe in a container feeling, you know, like she has some walls of safety around her. And so that's been something that I've had to unlearn and reparent myself in. And it's just an example of the many different ways it can show up.
0: Yeah, and Veronica, like you kind of already touched on and I 100 percent identify with you, of being the fiery one. Mm -hmm. And now here I have this mini me who comes into my home and I'm like ripping my hair out, right? (laughs) Why are you waking up in the morning ready to fight people? I wake up
1: in the morning ready to fight people.
0: Right.
2: Like hold there's already the person doing this. Like, why are you doing this too?
0: Right. And, and that's like very triggering, right? That Now you're like in this power struggle with this miniature version of you. And how am I going to navigate this? Right. And you know, it's funny because
2: one of the, there's obviously so many aha moments in parenting, but one of the biggest aha moments happened when I was potty training her and she had an accident in the living room. And yeah. like you immediately, like it was like an immediate, like you can't yell at her because she's just learning how to use the bathroom. and it, and, and it was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what it is with everything. The whole world around her, like she's just learning to live in it. Like I can't yell at her to go use the potty. Like she, she just, her body, she's learning her her cues. She's learning how to live in uh, like within the rules of like when I have to use the potty, I go and sit in the toilet. And it was like one of those, like, oh my gosh, I can't yell her. I can't yell at her through her learning experiences because that's not how she's going to learn. And, you know, she's highly, she's a highly sensitive child. And so I learned how to like get down to her level and talk to her and coach her, let her, let her know everything's okay. And this is where we go. And, and, and it just like, it really like softened my heart because I was so used to just like bullying through life, like just like right. a bull in a china shop and, and trying to like muscle her through like these learning experiences. And it just really made me like think about, wow. I'm turning into the parent of, you know, like the do as I say, not as I do type of person. And that made me realize that that's not punishing. Someone doesn't work. It doesn't help them actually learn the lesson. It doesn't actually teach them anything. It just suppresses their expressions and, exp- and, and it, um, it, it just like, it didn't teach them anything. And that was just like, oh my gosh, I'm, I have to like figure out like what this all is because with that are, are my own triggers. And so you start kind of thinking of like, you start questioning like were all the things that were missing in your life or the lessons that you missed or the needs that weren't met when you were a child. And it just turned into
0: an online course that we just
2: <laughs> that we put together because we like, once we figured it out, we're like, oh my God, this is like so mind-blowing.
0: But so. this is like really powerful, like what you're talking about of the potty training incident and... I have an accident in the middle of the room and you know it, it's so easy to get trapped in this like personalizing their actions, right? Why right. are you doing this to me? Now I have to clean up this mess and you know like now I'm inconvenienced and now I'm angry. It's so easy to get wrapped in that, right? And I think that what you said was so powerful of they are learning every single thing that they're doing. It's not personal. They
2: right, need to, all. right? You and, and, know, they and then really the, need to. And the potty training was so easy to see that 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 it wasn't a personal like their action wasn't personal because she just had to use the bathroom, right? And and so there was no trigger for me that so mm-hmm. I was able to see it for what it is. You know, and it's different with this like when it when it comes to their behavior that's triggering that, you know, if it touches like a soft spot in you because you're like, right. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of when I was yelled at, or this reminds me of when I when my parents ignored my needs, or this reminds me of whatever it is that you've been holding on like the baggage that you've been holding on to.
0: Right. So let's kind of like go back to some of this reparenting work and, you know, okay, I have this miniature version of myself. She's touching on some of these triggers from my past and all these feelings are coming up. How do I manage my past, my feelings, my triggers and parent this child at the same time right like these are two huge things that you are trying to navigate at the same time and I really wish that we would like forewarn people before they had children like I know go deal with your past (laughs) stuff you probably have some trauma from your childhood that you have no idea about but like it's gonna come up so go deal with it first right and like we don't we don't even know I feel like um and now you're like thrown into this new thing and you're like, oh my gosh, everything I went through was horrible. <laughs> Maybe, it wasn't. Maybe it was like just one thing, you know, but like, how do we navigate these things as new parents, as parents of toddlers who really need us, right? They're learning the world. They need you to be helping them co-regulate, you know, all these really important things. How are we able to do these things?
2: Sonia, do you want to go or do you want me to
1: go ahead?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, the first thing is to make time for yourself. Like you have to remember that there's a child within you first that needs her needs met first. And so as an adult, you and that what that looks like is no matter what taking time every day, even if it's as little as five minutes to just like check in on with yourself and just make sure that your needs are being met. Like for me, um, my mom, I, I grew up with a single mom. My dad died when I was four. And so my mom was depressed growing up. And I learned quickly that Um, no one was going to parent me the way that I needed and the way that I took care of myself or the way that I survived that was that I just took care of my needs without having to, because I saw my mom depressed and I, and she loved me and I knew that I was loved, but she was like, she's still, she's been in the country for, you know, like 50 years and she still doesn't know English, you know? And, and so like yeah. one of the things was like, I always wanted someone to read to me and she never did. So I would just read to myself. Like I knew how to take care of myself. And so one of the things that I'm doing as a reparenting practice is having a daily gratitude for me being a thoughtful person and not expecting anyone to say thank you to me, because that's one of my yeah. triggers is like when, when my, you know, I mean, my child's three, or even, this comes up in my marriage too. Like if, if I, I, I'm not acknowledged for my efforts. It starts, I start getting resentment. And so one of my practices is every day I look in the mirror and I say, Veronica, thank you for being so thoughtful. I really appreciate you being the container for your, not only your needs, but everyone in in your household and all your friends, like you're a really great mom. You're a really great wife. You're a really great friend. And then I kind of just like go out and, you know, go on with my day. And just that, that little daily check-in to give yourself that little dose of whatever it is that you need is not going to like solve all your problems, but it like within time, that compounding interest of that practice will fill your tank enough to minimize your triggers.
0: Like this is kind of like a hard conversation for me right now. Um, I love that. I, I needed to hear that. So I know like somebody listening is also like needing to hear that of these things that you're not getting and how to meet them yourself. Yeah. It's, like it's, I didn't it's even deep. know this. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean that's
2: it takes it, I mean this is like where pe- why people go to therapy, you know. Right. It's like th- this is what they figure out on their own, but we're using it as the vehicle as a par- you know through parenting because we love our children so much that we want to do our best and we want to give them what it, what it is that they we know that we can give them but we don't necessarily know what we need to give ourselves and that's okay. and that's part of the work that it's discovering those triggers really getting honest with what it is that is hurting you what what it is that you've been holding on to what it is that you've been lacking and truly finding ways to like meet those needs within you so then you're able to show up as what we call like an emotion coach for your child. So you could, then you can teach them empathy. You can teach them resilience. You can teach them to be confident. You can teach them to be, you know, these contributing leaders in society that we all want. I mean, if you look at society and you get a pulse of like where everyone is right now, you can just feel so much pain. You can, you can read it in the comments of social media posts and articles. You can see it in the political climate. Like there's just so much pain. And it's because all these people are walking around with all these wounds and they're just wounding other people and it just needs to stop.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, Veronica, I'm curious, you know, from your story and you're very aware of what, I guess, like what you were lacking in your childhood, how you now show up for yourself to meet those needs now and the work that you're doing with your daughter in doing that work of this reparenting and checking in with your inner child, does it help with the resentment that so many parents are now having for their parents? You know, I talk to mm-hmm. so many parents all the time that are struggling in relationships with their parents once they become parents. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I didn't know I was resentful towards you for things that were lacking in my childhood until they're staring me in the mirror now that I'm a parent and I have all these new triggers. How do we kind of navigate those things with those relationships?
2: Well, like uh, in our parenting system right now, the working title is called heal. It's like the heal and transform element. It's like a 21-day journaling practice. And there we... Once we reassemble, once we identify the wall that we're working on, um, for mine was not being appreciated for my efforts. Yeah. Um, once you realize that, we there there you restructure how you show up in your relationship. So you first you restructure how you're telling the story to yourself. Then you realize like how that how to do that with your parent in your parenting relationship with your partner also how you parent your child. But then you figure out how to have a new like walls and bridges is what we call them with and mm-hmm. parent and in individual railings like with the your family of origin. So yeah. um, it's really about accepting. Boundaries. Yeah. And, and it's boundaries, <laughs> yeah. but also like accepting accepting that they did the best that they could because we all are. I mean, we, I, we can be doing all this work and then you know, my kids grow up and they're like, you know, you never really showed us how to mess up that much or, or like, (laughs) you know, it could be something you're just like, I did my best, you know, and and that's, and that's what, that's a a thing that we have to really come to terms with our own parents is that they did their best with, with what they knew how to do. Like a lot of back in the older generations, they were younger. They, you know, it wasn't like, that was just like the next thing on the, on the, Mm -hmm a belt of life where you're just like, okay, I get married, I have children. And then, you know, I stay home or I work or whatever it is. And that's just what they did. And so the first thing is, um, no taking responsibility for like, you weren't responsible for how you were raised, but you are responsible what to, what you do with what, how you were raised. And part of that is not blaming your parents, you know, and then once you figure out what you're, walls and your triggers are and you start and you, you have those aha moments and you it, it's hard to still blame them or or have resentment towards them when you take responsibility for the wall that you've built to protect yourself as a child. Sorry, yeah. there's a bad car. Um was loud. <laughs> not bad car loud car. Um but it yeah. it's hard to um blame them when you take responsibility for the wall that you've built to protect yourself as a child and as an adult. Um, but once you start like reconfiguring that wall and you create the bridge for um, how you show up in relationship with other people, um, letting them know how to be in relationship with you is the next step. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not easy. It takes time. Like you really are disassembling and and pushing up against your discomforts while you're doing it. But it, on the other side, you do let go of <clears throat> you do let go of all of that that you're holding onto, yeah. and you reimagine what you want your life to look like. And like in my case, it, I, I really needed to turn around and say, um, I can't this is how I need you to respond to me. This is how I need you to, this is how I need you to show up for me rather than just resenting you because you're not reading my mind or, you know, you've never showed up for me the way that I need you to. So you never will. Um, Mm. and just retelling that story. And that's part of our work.
0: Yeah. It's heavy work. It is, but it's also like, (laughs) it's hard what else are
1: we doing? Like, we're, you know, we're showing up for je- our children and we w- we're like, why? It, it comes down to like, it starts when they start having these tantrums. Right. And we're like, why? This takes no sense. Like, just like, this is, doesn't Put make the sense. Shoes why are you crying <laughs> right now? Like, you have to go. <laughs> and then you like slow down and you're like, what do you really need? Like what, you know, it's not about the shoes you just like, you haven't checked in with mom, you need some connection or like you're hungry. Like we didn't do snack. Like we've been running around and you just, so really like once you start identifying what those needs are that they're having, those underlying needs that their behavior is communicating to us, we start turning it around and being like, oh, what are my needs? And we can't really service their needs without doing this work. So it is a lot of work, but it feels like Finally, I know what to do. you know, because right. in those moments being like, "I don't know what else to do, like I just keep hitting my head against the wall and screaming into a pillow. Well it's like, <laughs> "Oh, well, here's something to do about it, you mm-hmm. know, and help yourself and your children while you're doing it and start well, getting the results you want,
2: and screaming and screaming into the pillows is a completely <laughs> normal tool. It's just like, what do you do after the scream, right? You can't you sure. can't just you don't show up the same. You have to there's still work to be done. And it's yeah. really about like, regulating yourself and like understanding the whole picture
0: so i feel like and i'm just gonna use myself (laughs) i don't know how to
1: sorry like I just got this watch and it keeps pinging and I'm like, stop making noise. I don't even know how to turn it off.
0: I just take it off altogether. That was like I don't even know why I have a podcast sometimes because I don't know how to do technology zero percent. And I'm like, the fact that you have like that you do this is so weird. But whatever. Um no, so I'm gonna like, you know, kinda show my cards here on so I was very like underparented as a child, and now I find myself overcompensating at times with my own children. And I feel like there's probably people that can identify to this. where you're just so scared to make the same mistakes. Yeah. 100%. That now you're like becoming maybe a helicopter or you're overcompensating in some areas. Maybe you're becoming the Disney mom who oh I got to like do all these great things because nobody did great things for me. Um and you know, I think that this can manifest in many different ways, right? How can we not be like this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to more gracefully. <laughs> it's,
1: I mean, I think that it, it's so much about awareness. It's about yeah. checking in and like, what do I need right now? Cause I do the same. Like I also would say I was underparented, or, you know, really, we have to show up for yourself in, yeah. in your child starting really young. And so you're like, I'm going to be there every single moment for my child. Like you're having an emotion. I'll help you figure it out. Okay. And <laughs> like, that's not helpful either uh, to an extreme. Right. So I think just being super aware um, around that and taking that time for yourself, and then as you start doing the work, just the the foundational work around what does what are the needs that my child is having, you know, because of, they might be having a behavior, but that behavior is actually just communicating an unmet need that they're having. So as you get really versed in that language that we talk about in our first course, um, you start to understand. Oh, they actually don't need me to be a helicopter parent right now. What they need is this, or they actually don't need me to take them to Disneyland. What they like, that's not helping the situation. I keep seeing these outbursts, and what they really need is me to just sit with them and like read a book or, you know, have them go outside and play with the ball. Like they really need some sensory play. And it helps you channel that energy of like, I just have to do it all to yeah. figuring out what exactly do I do I need to do that's most effective and
0: supportive of my child?
1: Yeah, and every child's different.
0: Frame, like child-led is so important, right? Mm-hmm. And just like letting them take the lead in your parenting journey. Yeah. They will tell you what they need. Absolutely. Whether they're using their words or their actions or whatever they're using. Yeah, yeah. And, they and so are. yeah,
2: one of the things that we like to do is start um, um, sentences with, I wonder like even either out loud when you're talking to them. Um, so you're not telling them what to do all the time, but also to yourself, like if they're having, if something's happening, you can ask yourself, like, I wonder if they ate enough today. I wonder how like the quality of their sleep. I wonder, um, the last time we hung out and they need me right now, or like, I wonder if they're looking to be a little independent right now. And I'm kind of forcing them to do something that they don't want. So like when you become curious, about their behavior, it's easier for you to detach um, your expectation of yourself and how you're going to show up. But it really helps you tune into the child in front of you. Like Instagram's great because there's so many people that are there to help now but there's so many scripts that are offered and you're just kind of thinking like oh my god what did that post say i should be saying now when you know it's like you get yeah. you get so stuck in the in your head about what's actually happening that you forget to actually tune in to what it is your actual child needs you know so it's really about becoming curious seeing them for where they are and what they're needing and that kind of like detaches you from your your own, you know, pushing into like helicoptering or, or however it is that you feel like they, what they should, what you should be doing.
1: Yeah. This is, this is also a great tool for partners.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I totally agree. You know, yeah. and I think that like we really do get wrapped up in like our expectations and our wishes and wants and desires for our children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's not always who they are. Mm hmm. Right.
1: Right. You don't get the child that you wish that you had, you get the right. one you need.
0: Yeah. Oh and, my and, gosh.
1: Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, if you have
2: yes. but if you have those wishes of like wanting to uh, to do everything right and do the like Disney mom and do all that stuff, like maybe you can have schedule a self-care day where you just pamper yourself and you do all those fun things for yourself. Like maybe that's what your inner child needs. And maybe, you know, cuz you can still exercise that that need or that desire, but maybe it's not for the child because they don't want it, but you, you do actually, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I find myself like struggling a lot with us sometimes with school where I was like left behind in school. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I didn't have parents that I guess, I wouldn't say that they didn't value education. We went to great schools, but I was falling behind and nobody really knew or was helping me get caught up and so now I'm like always on the school you know like oh I can't let them like feel how I felt I don't want them to fall behind and so you know I think it's like good and bad where you don't want your child to fall behind you want them to do well in school but then are you I I can feel myself at times creating stress or maybe expectations that they're not able to meet and I think Mm. what you guys said about the awareness you know being aware of what you're doing, checking in with your child, what are their needs, you know, and and also appreciating
2: are, yourself and appreciating, are, appreciating yourself for caring. You know, you can yeah. say like, I appreciate that I am so caring about my child's education that, yeah. you know, you're coming from a loving place. Parents always, most of the time come from a loving place and yeah. acknowledging that that's where you're coming from can also give you that sense of um, appreciation and gratitude that you're also seeking because you're trying so hard.
0: Yeah, this parenting thing is hard, right? Why <laughs> yeah. don't we talk about is. this enough? I don't know. Um, maybe then people <laughs> wouldn't be doing it so much. I know.
2: I was like, no. <laughs> well, I remember when we saw it, and I did a mommy and me group for a year, and mm-hmm. we, when our first daughters were infants, and yeah. Uh, I remember saying in the group, like, if a teenager can do it, I can do it. But it's like right. also – but they also didn't know better. Like, uh, you right. know,
0: we're
1: in our 30s. It's 100% <laughs> different.
0: It's, yeah. Uh, it is. I was a young mom with my first. And now, like, here I am in my 30s with my last. And it is like a whole different ball game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because yeah. you know what's at stake, you know? Yeah. Well, and you're just like – yeah. Everything about you is different. Everything about your circumstances are different. And there's a lot more pressure now than you put on when you're a young parent, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, Sana and Veronica, tell us about the course that you guys offer and where we can find it. Um,
1: Okay. So it's launching in spring. It'll be out. um, So it's not out yet. We do have some courses out that you can grab and then um, you'll be updated with the new course when that is out because we're reimagining and restructuring it right now. But it's a four-part system that takes you through... The work of parenthood that we're talking about, it starts with the the tantrums and how to handle a tantrum. It goes through the different needs and it really identifies where you're like, you know, what? what could my child be needing right now? It helps you really identify what those needs are and then what you can do to help meet those needs. Um, And like we talk about this on Instagram where people are like, well, my child just needs the ice cream because they're crying for ice cream. Like what that, what's the underlying need? So we really help you reframe the way that you're thinking about those, those outbursts and how to start managing those to, To help lessen tantrums. Um, And then the second part of the system is called Discipline Without Yelling. Mm -hmm. And that's where we really dive into the work of regulating yourself, co regulating. And in all of these courses, we give some tools. So we give, like, fill your toolbox with in the moment, what can I do? Like, what do I do? when I can't remember anything and my brain goes blank and my child's screaming and my other child is screaming at the same time like here are some tools, yeah. you know, because we all need we that all and then we can too. do the yeah. work yeah. when when I, you know. <laughs> and this is all like both of these courses are here to give you some foundational exercises and work and framework to start seeing changes within the way you're parenting and the way that your child's showing up and their behavior and start meeting those needs. And then our third system called Heal and Transform. And that's where we take you on a 21-day journey where you really do start identifying what are those triggers? Why is this uncomfortable? What can I do? Um, how do I reimagine? And we take you through, uh, it, it's a really deep process and it will take you 21 days or longer if you need some more time to kind of process in between. But on the other end, you have, you have broken down something that you've been carrying around and you can show up for your child in a different way. Um, And from there, like Veronica said, she become an emotional coach. And yeah. the last four, the four part of our system, which is something I'm so super excited about because I think this is something we all want for our children. We go through how to raise a child with resilience, with empathy, with kindness, with compassion, how to be um, work as with your siblings, how to have hard conversations with your partner, um, in front of your children, how to like help them show them how to have partnerships, whether that's because you have a partner or you're co-parenting or you have just your, your nanny or childcare, whatever it might be. Um, and we really help take you through the whole circle. Um, so the end, you have children that you like, and ultimately teenagers that you like, <laughs> and then adults in the world who you know, have different set of problems than we have, at least. Yeah. You and know? this
0: work is so so important to start in these early years. I work with teenagers professionally, and I see just the the hard relationship between parents and children, or uh, the teens, and. I think like if we start now in these early years to really build mm-hmm. these relationships, you are going to have stronger relationships during those teen years. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. We
2: had, we had Tina Payne Bryson on our yeah. podcast and yeah. she talked about how having, she has teenagers and how, um because she did all this work when they were toddlers, like they, that when they have big outbursts, they know how to quickly work through them because they know how to identify their needs and their emotions and they know how to um, be in relationship with their peers. And that's really all you want for
0: anybody. I mean, you just our if ourselves had, like, a whole generation of people like that.
1: Can I mean, you imagine, I mean, that's what we need right now. But need it's like, the world. It feels like the world is asking for that. Like we're all able to finally hear this message yeah. where like the world is is breaking apart mm-hmm. all the foundations that we've been built upon. At least, you know, yeah. I mean, the whole world. Like, this is the time. Yeah, this to is to
0: time. really examine. Yeah, we need a a better future. You know, we need a better generation to come. I
1: mm-hmm.
0: wholeheartedly believe that. Um, ladies, tell my followers where they can find you guys because you guys are creating also some amazing content that they can follow along with. Um, mm. So please share that. Yeah, follow us, on,
2: follow us on Instagram. We're at Raising Children You Like, and also at Not Your Mother's Podcast for any of our weekly shows, which are amazing. We can't have wait to have you on our I show.
0: Me on our show. <laughs> no. and I will be plugging that as well. So make sure that you're following along, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, cheers to a more, a better parenting journey. Yay! Cheers.
1: Yay. Thank you. Thank you.